Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today, and you'll never miss another song or a story. Now, today's episode is episode 46 of the Lost Fairy series. It's story number two, and it's called In the Forest du Lutin. Hmm. We've been here before. Do you remember when? Now, before we begin, I want to share with you a little project I'm starting on my Patreon page. I'll be sharing classic fairy tales over there. So all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash April 8, and that 8 is always spelled out, and you'll be able to pledge at any price and listen to classic fairy tales from me, too. It should be pretty fun. I'm excited about it. But now it's time for today's story. I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to Now, this is a continuation of our story from episode 44, The Lost Fairy, Story 1, The Tiny Trumpet. If you haven't heard that one, well, you could listen to it first, or you could just listen to this one and then go back later and see what you've missed. But either way, the question is, where did we leave off? Hmm. Well, I remember, don't you? Uh, There had been a whole conversation in Jemmy's backyard with Jemmy and Sander and Tom and Brisbane, and then the fairies came, and, well, they all flew off again to look for the lost fairy named Faith. And the next time we hear from the fairies, they've been flying for hours. In fact, one of them says, Let's stop here said Giroux. We've been flying for hours. And they really had. Through the night and into the cool hours just before the sunrise at dawn, the greatest of the fairy fellows had responded to the request of the fairy prince, following the lead that they'd gotten from the boy named Sander to fly to the mountains of way over there. Hopefully there, they would be able to find Sander's friend, a kind young giant whose name was Elethan. And hopefully, Elethan would have an idea about the whereabouts of their lost fairy friend, whose name was Faith. It was a thin lead, but it was really all they had. Where could Faith possibly be? And then, where are we? asked Iris, her wings glistening in the first pink streaks of approaching dawn. Hmm, somewhere in the forest de Lutin, I think, said Giroux, stretching as he looked around the forest from the boulder they landed on. His tiny fairy nose twitched as he took a read on the stars and the trees, the first pale colors of the morning clouds, and the shift in the air currents. Hmm, du lutin, hey. That means pixie forest, 
said Iris, looking around at the tall pines and the deep woods all around the clearing that they'd stopped in. I I hope these pixies here are friendly. I knew a pixie once who... Do you taste that rain on the northern winds? said the fairy prince to Iris and Giroux. Oh, or perhaps, ugh, do you think it might be ice? Hmm, we need to find Faith soon. Well, Giroux and Iris frowned, and they nodded. We will, sir, we will. The prince squinted as he watched a falcon soar across the morning sky. Who is that falcon? asked the prince. What falcon? asked Iris, searching the sky with her golden eyes. The prince pointed, but the falcon was already gone. Hmm. Oh no, it's raining, said Giroux in a panic, diving under a leaf, trying to keep his wings dry. What do you mean? I'm not getting wet, said the prince. Well, Iris looked up. That's not rain, it's pixies, she shouted, pointing to the tree above them. The pixie giggles filled the air. Oh, not pixies, cried the fairy prince. And there, standing on the branches of the tree above the prince, as naughty as they could possibly be, were a dozen little pixies holding buckets of water. And the next thing the fairies knew, they were pouring water all over them. Ah, oh, I knew landing in the forest du Latin was a mistake, sputtered Iris, her delicate purple wings now drenched from the buckets of pixie water. We can't fly away with wet wings. Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee-hee, giggled the pixies. Fairies are so much fun. We love fairies. And the pixies were so delighted with themselves that they began to sing a little song that went just like this. Oh, fairies are so pretty. Oh, fairies so wise. But when you get them wet, these fairies can't fly. <laughs> yes, they'll howl and they'll scold us. But what can they do? For a wee soggy fairy can't chase after you. <laughs> Pixies play tricks, pixies play pranks, pixies, 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 hooray, hooray! (laughs) But these pixies didn't quite know who they were dealing with here, for this wasn't just any old group of fairies. Cried the fairy prince. And suddenly, the water from the pixies' buckets stopped falling down on the fairies and instead flew upward and hit all of those naughty little pixies right in their faces and knocked them boom, boom, boom right out of the tree. Plunk, plunk, plunk. All those fiendish little pixies hit the ground. Oh, and just as quickly, the water which had soaked the fairies' wings dried. And in the bright morning light, <laughs> that's Roxy scratching herself. That's a crazy sound, Roxy. Are you are you comfortable? <laughs>
And just as quickly, the water which had soaked the fairy's wings dried. And in the bright morning light, the fairies flew down to land right before the wet pixies who were gasping and coughing (laughs) from the water and their fall. And when they looked up to see all the fairies, all the pixies squealed, Oh no, this isn't fun at all! (laughs) For dear listeners, fairies may be magical and helpful, loyal and courageous, but make no mistake, they are warriors too. The swiftness of their tiny hands and the gleam of their pale skin and the sharpness of the thorns that they have tied at their waist speak of an ancient and exquisite existence that these silly pixies were no match for. For pixies are pranksters and jesters. They're not fierce. And when the pixies noticed the fairy gold crown upon the fairy prince's head, well, they jumped to their feet and they bowed. Oops! They'd done it this time. Oh, stand up, you foolish pixies, said the prince, for he knew who he was dealing with. We meant no harm, we meant no harm, the pixies said all together. I know, I know, said the prince, and we just don't have much time. We're searching for our friend. Perhaps you have news of her. Her name is Faith. She is a fairy like us, and she was heading to the mountains of way over there. Well, one of the pixies spoke. The mountains of way over there with the giants? Why would a fairy go there? And the prince replied, I've been asking myself the same question. And to himself he said, I should never have let her go. Well, the pixie spoke again. Two sisters we've met who came through here ever a while ago. The snowball fight we had with them. (laughs) And then the pixie rubbed his nose as if he remembered the sting of Sar's snowball attack. I have heard that these two sisters know the king of the giants. And it's said throughout all of the forest that they saved his life. (laughs) Yes, his life they saved. Perhaps they could help you. Hmm, that would be wonderful, said the prince. How do we find them? Oh, we know, we know, we heard them. We we heard them call their falcon. We could do it for you. And the pixies all giggled. And they started to shout out, Was it the same one that the prince had seen before? Hmm, I wonder. Well, down came Hauka, landing on the boulder. And the prince spoke. He said to her, Dear Falcon, thank you for hearing our call and and coming to us. Uh, I am forever grateful. We are in some need of assistance. And the fairy prince told Hauka all about their concerns, about the lost fairy, and how they had hoped to find her, but they did not know even where to look. 
We were searching for a young giant named Elethin, but these pixies tell us that you may know how to help us find the giant king himself. Would that be possible? Well, Hauka bowed before the prince, and he took this to mean, yes, she did think she could help them. But when she did it again, Iris said, Sir, I think she wants you to climb on her back. Well, Hauka bobbed her head again and again bowed. And so the prince, who was, to be honest, just a little afraid of hawks and falcons, for they had been known to eat a fairy now and then, looked to his brave fairy fellows for their agreement. And they nodded to their prince, and so he climbed on to Hauka's back. And without even looking around, she took off into the blue morning sky. Follow them, cried all the fairies and the pixies together. And as the fairies flew into the air, they all shouted back down to the pixies, Thank you for your help. Thank you for your help. Goodbye, goodbye, shouted the pixies in return. And the fairies followed the falcon toward the sun, away from the rain clouds that were beginning to gather in the west and into the bright sunlit morning of the east. Hopefully, these sisters the Pixies had told them about would be friendly and that they might help them. They'd find out soon. Snip, snap, snout. For today, my tale is all told out. Come back next time and I'll tell you some more of the tale of the lost fairy. Thank you for listening to the April 8th Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. Now, the very best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8th Songs and Stories and on Facebook at April 8th and on my blog, April8.com. And that 8 is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And you can support this show and get your fun rewards for your family at the April 8 Patreon page. Please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your family and friends and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their children. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful, just as you are right now. La, 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 la.